Hey y'all, it's Janice here, aka J Nice on the mic, and this is Dirty Diversity, a podcast on all things diversity, equity, and inclusion. This podcast is called Dirty Diversity because in this day and age, diversity has become sort of a dirty or bad word that causes a lot of knee-jerk and negative reactions. The goal of this podcast is to dissect diversity, or lack thereof, inside and outside of companies, and also to discuss current events around equity and inclusion, as well as discussing solutions for creating a more cohesive world and workplace. My name is Janice, aka J Nice on the mic. <laughs> that was and still is my moniker on YouTube. Some of you may know I started a YouTube channel almost 10 years ago to discuss topics around race and black identity, and it seemed to really resonate with my audience. I'm also a TEDx speaker, a professor, a diversity and inclusion consultant, and a writer with a PhD in organizational psychology. Welcome to Dirty Diversity, and thank you so much for joining me. I'm so happy to have you here with me. Hey y'all, Jay Nice on the mic with episode 17 of Dirty Diversity. So the first thing that I want to say is I want to give a listener shout out. Uh, For those of you who have not done so already, I would really appreciate it if you took a couple minutes to just leave me a review on whatever platform you listen to this podcast so that other people are able to find it. So David Montrell says, you give a reliable and reverent voice to this frontline issue. In a culture where color is race and the power to change that the, the lives in, in, in our individual actions. After hearing your words, a personal lack of cultural awareness must be intentional. So I really appreciate the the review, David. Thank you so much. And again, it would mean the world to me if you all took a second to rate and review this podcast. So I have some really, really, really big news that I want to share with y'all. I haven't decided what I'm going to title this episode, but there's a high probability that by the time you are listening to these words, you know what I am going to say. Because I think the title of this podcast is going to, of this podcast episode, is going to reveal it. But the big news that I have to share with y'all is that I wrote a book. I am now a published author. I'm super excited about that. Um, No big surprise is that guess what my book is called y'all. It is called Dirty Diversity. (laughs) The same name as this podcast. So my book is called Dirty Diversity, a practical guide to foster an equitable and inclusive workplace for all. My book is coming out June 19th. So you may be thinking, why June 19th? Or you may already know, but I want to give a a breakdown. So why June 19th? Well, June 19th, also known as Juneteenth, 
is a day that we commemorate the as the end of slavery. So just to give a little bit of a historical context, in 1865 in the United States, the Union soldiers arrived at um, Galveston, Texas. And when they arrived, uh, they proclaimed that slaves were finally free. And um, although we could get into a whole other discussion about legalized enslavement um, that many black people are still experiencing and have experienced post-Juneteenth, things like Jim Crow laws, mass incarceration, uh, separate but equal, and other structural and systemic inequities, we generally celebrate Juneteenth um, as a notable day for black people within the United States. So even though the emancipation, immense, excuse me, emancipation, couldn't pronounce that, even though the Emancipation Proclamation was signed by um, Abraham Lincoln, Lincoln, I can't talk today, but it's my excitement, y'all. But even though the Emancipation Proclamation was signed in 1863, by Abraham Lincoln, slaves were still not recognized as free in many states. Um, so this is a really like monumental moment for me in my life. And it's impactful because even though um, me and my family originated from Cameroon and we were not present in the United States in the 1800s, if we had been present in the 1800s, we would have, I would have had to abide by slave codes. So what are slave codes, you may ask? Well, um, slave codes are a series of laws that were put in place to control slaves, um, to lessen their likelihood to rebel, and to kind of keep them in order and to control them. And if you're interested in reading more about slave codes, I'll leave some resources in the show notes for you. So I wanted to read you something from ushistory.org regarding slave codes in 1819 in Virginia. So this is an excerpt from Virginia Revised Code of 1819, and it says that all meetings or assemblages of slaves or free Negroes or mulattoes mixing and associating with such slaves at any meeting house or houses in the night or at any school or schools for teaching them reading or writing either in the day or the night under whatsoever pretext shall be deemed and considered as unlawful assembly. So again, slave codes, one of the slave codes prohibited slaves from assembling and learning to read and write. So it's a really big deal for me thinking about the historical context. This is really impactful for me simply because if this were 200 years ago, almost 201 years ago, I would not have been able to learn how to read, learn how to write, much less write a book. So again, if you want to read more information about the slave codes, I've left them in I le I've left some online resources in the show notes. So the reason that I'm releasing this book on Juneteenth 
the a day that is nationally and globally recognized as a day when black people black enslaved people became free in the united states and i'm putting free in air quotes um but the reason why i'm releasing this book on juneteenth is that i want to pay homage to the black ancestors who fought and died for many of all of the rights that I enjoy today. So um, I'm grateful that I'm, I'm so grateful that I'm able to publish this book. And interestingly enough, the I enrolled, so just to give you all a little bit of background, I enrolled in a author made easy boot camp, and I was able to write my book in a few weeks. And through the boot camp, I was able to enlist the help of an editor. So I had my book um, edited multiple times. I also had a designer who designed the front and uh, back cover of my book. I um, enlisted the help of an interior designer. But what makes me really happy is that I was able to enlist the help of black women primarily to help me construct this book. So I think that's really symbolic to me and really monumental. And that's the reason why I wanted to release this on June 19th. Um, if any of you are interested in learning about the Author Made Easy Bootcamp, it's put on by a woman named Jasmine Womack. She typically does these boot camps in person in Atlanta, where she, the state she lives, the city, excuse me, that she lives. Uh, and then she did, because of uh, COVID-19, she did like a virtual boot camp. I'm not sure if she intends on continuing with the virtual boot camp. I assume so. But I'm going to leave information about her. If any of you are listening and have been wanting to write a book for a really long time, she has this uh, like amazing system that uh, I utilized in her boot camp that helped me to write my book in an insanely short amount of time. So um, I'll leave her info in the show notes in case any of you are looking to write a book as well. Um, and another thing that I wanted to mention is that I am looking for reviewers. If you are in the diversity, equity, and inclusion space, and you would like to receive a free, F-R-E-E, <laughs> complimentary PDF copy of my book, I can provide that for you in exchange for an honest review on Amazon. So I've been doing some research and just figuring out what I can do to maximize the success of my book on platforms like Amazon. So my book at first is going to be sold through Amazon exclusively, and then I'm going to open it up and have it sold on other platforms. But the paperback is going to be sold through Amazon initially. And... Um, Amazon will boost your book in the algorithms if a lot of people are reading and reviewing your book. So um, in an effort to ensure that my book is successful and that the people that need to find the Dirty Diversity Guidebook will be able to find it, I'm looking for people who are in the space, um, whether you're managers, whether you are a diversity, equity, and inclusion consultants, or whether you're just employees looking to help your organization to become more inclusive, I am looking for you. Please reach reach out to me via email at dirtydiversitypodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. My email is also in the show notes, but I would love to send you a complimentary uh, review copy of my book just in exchange for an honest review on Amazon the day my book is released. 
Um, so again, if you would like more info about that, the book is going to help anyone who's looking to create a more inclusive environment. Um, but send me an email and we can talk more about that. So what is this book about? So the title of my book is Dirty Diversity, A Practical Guide to Foster an Equitable and Inclusive Workplace for All. And I wrote this book with three audiences in mind. Managers and organizational leadership is the first audience. Uh, employees who work within organizations and just want to help their organization be more inclusive is another audience. And then consultants and people who do diversity workshops and trainings is the third audience. So I wrote this book with those three audiences in mind. And the book is based on my consulting experiences. I've consulted for more than 30 companies, some of which being Fortune 500 companies. And I've written almost 200 articles on diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, one thing that uh, a lot of people don't quite know about me is that my doctoral, so I have a PhD in organizational psychology, and my doctoral dissertation uh, examined hiring and the hiring and selection process, and I looked at whether revealing an invisible identity would impact your likelihood to get hired and the role of framing. So I looked at you know by whether that would cause bias in hiring. So I combine these three elements: my research that I did in my PhD program, my research that I've done to write these almost 200 articles on diversity and inclusion, and my consulting experiences where I've done mostly keynote talks and workshops and trainings. And I put all of those experiences together, and that's what really helped me to write this book. So I want to take y'all on a journey with me. This little bit of history on Janice. So in uh, 2011, I was living in Louisiana, and I was uh, I got a role uh, writing articles for a uh, website called The Examiner. So The Examiner no longer around. I think it went out of business, but they had websites, um, and then they had sort of like branches in different cities. So I was writing for the Shreveport, Louisiana Examiner, and um, I primarily wrote about relationships and things of that nature, and I just, you know, I've always loved writing, and I said to my, my younger brother, I was like, you know, people aren't reading my articles. I would post them on my Facebook, and at the time, I think I had close to 5,000 connections on Facebook, so I was expecting more, um, more commentary and more feedback on my articles, and I was getting paid a um, a small amount for the traffic and I was kind of like hey I'm not getting traffic and I was talking to my brother and he was like um, people don't read you know he said just straight up people don't read so you should record videos on the topics that you talk about in your articles and that was a monumental moment for me because that's actually when I created my YouTube channel for those of you listening I actually have a YouTube channel that at the time when I was consistently creating videos, I got a good amount of uh, subscribers and people were, were seemed really engaged. I focused primarily on 
and I made mostly videos on black identity and race relations, and I'll leave a link to my YouTube uh, channel in the show notes. Um, I don't create a lot of content for my YouTube anymore, just because recently, within the last year or two, YouTube has really modified their algorithm, so my videos, um, based on the child protection uh, policies that they have in place. My videos don't get a lot of views and traction anymore. I'm used to when I post a video within 24 hours, it gets at least a thousand people viewing it. And now I'll post a video and get like a hundred views, which is fine. I'm still really passionate about it, but I've kind of um, shifted my focus away from YouTube. I still create content here and there. But anyway, I'm getting kind of sidetracked. But the link to my YouTube videos in the show notes in case any of you are interested. But I've always been a person who enjoys writing. And I don't know if I ever considered myself a quote unquote writer. But when I was young, I always wanted to be I was I was huge with art and, and my parents enrolled me in a art school in Philadelphia and they would drive me to Philly on the weekends from Delaware and I was in this art school and I always wanted to do drawing and art and writing. So writing has always been my love. I never considered myself a writer and even when people call me a journalist, it sounds weird because I'm like, I didn't go to school for journalism or communications. Um, but um, yeah, so that's pretty much where I began my journey um, writing. So kind of getting sidetracked, but let's talk about the book for a second. What can you expect from the Dirty Diversity book? Well, some things you can expect are, you know, I talk about microaggressions, microaggressions, how they manifest in the workplace, and more importantly, how to reduce, what are some strategies to reduce microaggressions in the workplace. And there has been research, Deloitte came out with a 2019 state of inclusion survey where they found that microaggressive behaviors have become more prevalent in our workplaces. I think McKinsey last week came out with a 2020 um, state of diversity report where they found similar findings that uh, more covert uh, discriminatory behaviors are and bias is what is being seen in the workplaces now. Um, another thing that you can find in um, the Dirty Diversity book is very low cost and no cost ways to improve the culture of belonging and inclusion in your organization. Um, I talk about the importance of employee book clubs, what um, one book in particular really did for me in my life and shifting my perspective and my focus and helping me recognize my own privileges and um, just other strategies that I've utilized and especially for those of you listening who do consulting and particularly workshops and trainings around diversity, equity, and inclusion, I talk about best practices. I talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. I talk about some negative feedback I got when I did a training and how I've used that feedback to pivot and modify my trainings to make them better. Um, so it's it's what my uh, boot camp coach called, Jasmine Womack called an airplane read. So I know that we, all of us haven't been on an airplane in a while and we probably, who knows, maybe we won't be on an airplane for the remainder of 2020, but it's a pretty short read. Um, it's about a, a little over a hundred pages, but, um, it's an easy read. You can get through it. Um, and I definitely want to write and plan to write more 
books that are related to diversity, equity, and inclusion because it's changing so rapidly and I'm learning so much. Um, so I wanted to share this unrelated but semi-related note on um, what I was thinking about is that um, when I was younger, I used to write in diaries and I had journals. And I started a journal actually in 2000 when my family was, we were living in the Middle East. And um, when we were leaving the Middle East to come to Minnesota, I started writing this diary or journal or whatever you want to call it. Um, so it's interesting because I've been writing, quote unquote, and I put that in air quotes, I've been writing and keeping journals on and off for the last 20 years. Um, so I think that that's what's really helped me hone my writing skills. And of course, I, there's always room to grow, but I, I would say I'm a, a a pretty strong writer and um, but I really tried to write this book in a way that is easily digestible I try not to use any big words and big phrases and it's just written for the average person who wants to create a more inclusive environment in the workplace um, so my book will be ready for pre-order hopefully this week I'm awaiting approval from Amazon Kindle and I'm actually also working on the audiobook. And if all goes well, that will be released and ready on the same day, which is Juneteenth. So please, pretty please with Sugar Hunt Top, mark your calendars for June 19th. It's a Friday. So it's a really exciting way to start your summer, get your read on. Um, so again, um, if any of you would like the opportunity to be a reviewer, for the Dirty Diversity book that's coming out in June. Um, so you, I would send you a free PDF copy in exchange for an honest review on Amazon. Please send me an email. My email address is in the show notes. And so with that concludes this episode. I just wanted to share my background with y'all, share this really exciting news that I've been um, waiting to tell you all and just thank you so much for listening. I appreciate the fact that you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me listening and chatting. Um, and I really, really do appreciate that. So without further ado, this concludes episode 17 of Dirty Diversity. I will catch y'all later. Bye.